Hi, and welcome to ThreadUp On Air. We're super excited to launch a new series featuring our incredibly inspiring, badass moms. First up is Jazz Monique Hudson, a spoken word artist and educator from Oakland, California, who tells us about the greatest influences on her bold, unique style. So a little bit about my personal style and who has influenced my style. Um, I think over time my fashion has changed. One of the things I really realized, my fashion has always been dictated around what I was into or what was trending at that time. Um, or when I was a teenager, a lot of my style was dictated by that. And as I've gotten older, it's been more so like spiritual and, and centered around my hair and acknowledging my, my ancestors. But I remember like 17 year old jazz, I was just coming into a lot of stuff about um, my heritage and studying a lot about Pan-Africanism and um, being black and loving being black and enjoying being black. So literally everything I wore was like red, black and green or Bob Marley this or Angela Davis that like I had red back and green shoestrings that I tied in my hair um and it's funny because I felt like it was a statement of where my consciousness was or where my consciousness was going but once my consciousness was where I needed to be I no longer had to dress that way and I didn't have to do it then but I didn't really understand that like knowledge and wisdom is something that you obtain inside of you it's not something that you necessarily necessarily wear like a garb um, over the past six years, I've been heavily influenced about learning more about my family. And I think that has to do with having a son. Um, I probably have, let's see, on my biological mother's side, I have five other siblings. On my father's side, I have four other siblings. And then my mother who raised me, I have two siblings. And then I have two, um, soul spiritual kin that I adopted what folks would call fictive kin but they're thicker than any blood uh, blood couldn't make us any thicker um and I've been invested in learning more about like who my grandmother was who my great-grandmother was who was my grandfather where did they come from especially in my travels um about four years ago I was on Melissa Harris Perry's um show and I went to a conference and did a presentation on gender bending and just being in Louisiana I knew that a lot of my family was from New Orleans and it was really sad because I wanted to go to where they were from and where they grew up at but I couldn't I didn't know how to get there I didn't have that much information um now I have more information like I can even tell you street addresses but once I started doing that I started learning about my grandmother um I have three grandmothers his first grandmother, her name is uh, Margaret Reberg, um, and people call her Little Little Berg because she was really small and petite. And so my mother, who raised me, that was her mother. And she passed away, actually, when I was 17 years old. Um, but just recently, my mother decided to take out all her things and start to disperse it to us. And I think that she waited so long because it was a hard process just for her accepting that her mother had passed. Because my grandmother was so small, she often fluctuate in weight. And my mother and my sister, they're both very petite. No one could fit her clothes. They all got her jewelry, and I was mad because I, I love jewelry. 
Um, but I got her clothes. And she has these immaculate blouses, like 100% silk, things from Bloomingdale. She had this 100% uh, leather skirt that still had the uh, authentic leather stamp inside of it and tag. And her style was just amazing. And it was interesting because I learned a lot about the stages of her life. She was born in, my grandmother, born. I wrote it down. She was born in 1924. But the clothes that I have, they mark anywhere from around the 40s on to the 80s. So I got to see like her shifting. Now, when she passed away, she was like this church going, devout Christian woman, very conservative, uh, very rigid. But some of her clothes, she had like these lingerie bustier pieces. And I was like, I wonder where my grandma wore that. That's probably not when she was a church going lady. Um, and when I wear her things, I feel like I'm representing something bigger than me. Um, I feel like I'm representing an era of heritage where black people really took pride in what they wore and how they dressed. Um, Because coming out of slavery, out of Jim Crow, out of all these different eras and hardships for African-American people or people of African descent, um, folks didn't have a lot. And clothes had to be tailor-made to you because you couldn't go shop in department stores and if you did shop in department stores you surely could not try on things in there um, based off of the color of your skin and the way things were so a lot of things were made and people did the best with what they had and how you stepped out of the house was a symbol for where you came from like who your mom was who your daddy was um, or what you had in society so folks came out with everything ironed all the way down to their underwear. Um, and my grandmother's clothes were like that, like gold buttons. She loved gold, a lot of gold. Um, she had all these clip-on earrings. Um, I have this really nice uh, picture montage of her clothes, me wearing her clothes that I did on Facebook. And I just feel regal. There's a different sense of pride and people respond to you different. So that era where people paid attention to detail, where folks, everyone knew how to sew, that inspires a lot of my fashion. Um, and also, too, I, I so I'm starting to learn about my father's mother more. Her name was Matilda. She loved hats. I love hats. My hair is super big now, so I can't wear hats. But back in high school and middle school, all I wore was hats. Like, I wore hats so much, I got in trouble in detention for not taking my hats off. And something about, like, your headdress, when I do more research about... Like different tribes, like headdress is important. Your hair having a lot to do with your glory, a lot around spirituality. Um, my father was Muslim, so I was raised in an Islamic community and like wrapping my hair, not being as a way of covering up, but something being special about what I have and it not being for everyone to see or everyone to be exposed to. So a lot of my fashion is inspired by that. And, um, also, too, things didn't cost that much. You got quality fabric for a little bit of nothing back then. So thrifting, um, I go to a lot of thrift stores, a lot of vintage shops. Um, I'll even, like, look inside boxes that might be on the side of the street. Like, if it looks good, go go wash it. Um, but I take a lot of pride in my clothes. Most of my pieces I've had for years. Um, and that's something I learned from my mother, actually. Like, my mother has... 
many things. She keeps heirlooms and things like that, but she keeps it in good condition. And my mom talked a lot when I was a kid about like taking pride in your stuff and not throwing your stuff away. So I have shoes. I have a pair of tennis shoes. I'll show you guys from middle school. They're Tommy Hilfiger platforms. And every time I tell somebody, they're like, where you get those shoes? I'm like, I've had these in sixth grade. They're like, what? It's like, yeah, my feet didn't get bigger and I still have these shoes. But my mom actually saved them for me. Um, so there's just something about being able to thrift and the creativity and exploring different sides of yourself through your clothes and through your dress. Um, no one can really tell what my style is. My fiance talks about that all the time. He's like, I can't pinpoint buying things for you because you're always shifting. I was like, well, you know, you're in the right ballpark when you go vintage or um, gold, anything, big colors. But yeah, a lot of the way I dress is inspired by um, the folks that came before me. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more stories from ThreadUp on air.